all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today, we'll be exploring the division of power and chores at home. Whose job is it to care for children and cook and do the dishes when both parents work once the, quote, day is over? What about the stay-at-home parent? When do they get a break from their job? Has the question of whose job is it anyway come up in your household? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Voters are casting ballots in a Republican primary contest in Wisconsin, where House Speaker Paul Ryan is fending off an aggressive challenge from a political newcomer. Marty Michelson from member station WUWM in Milwaukee reports business executive Paul Nealon has been capitalizing on some attention GOP presidential nominee Donald Trump paid him recently. Paul Nealon announced his bid for the seat earlier this year to little fanfare, but the race heated up last week when GOP presidential nominee Donald Trump initially refused to endorse Ryan and had positive things to say about Ryan's Republican challenger from the right. Nealon seized the opportunity and began appearing on national shows, slamming the House Speaker for his positions on trade and immigration. Both candidates have been running TV ads, with Ryan's campaign reportedly spending more than a half million on them in the past month. For NPR News, I'm Marty Michelson in Milwaukee. The parents of two Americans who were killed in the 2012 attack on the U.S. diplomatic mission in Benghazi are suing former Secretary of State and Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton. Pat Smith and Charles Woods filed the wrongful death lawsuit in federal court in Washington, D.C. yesterday. They accused Clinton of failing to provide more security ahead of the attack on the diplomatic site in Libya. And according to the suit, Smith and Woods say Clinton was negligent and reckless in her use of a private email server that they say compromised the American security. The administration says there was no evidence of wrongdoing on Clinton's part on Benghazi. And on the email matter, the FBI says it has found no evidence of criminal intent, although it believes she and her aides were extremely careless. In Syria, UNICEF says taps have gone dry for all of Aleppo City, where civilians on the rebel and government-held sides risk coming under full siege. NPR's Alice Amuse reports UN officials have called for an immediate halt in the fighting. The UN says two million people are living in de facto siege in Aleppo. The rebel-held side is home to at least 250,000. The majority live on the government-held side. Both maintain tenuous supply lines. The UN says it's been trucking in emergency water supplies to the most vulnerable on the government side, including those displaced by a recent rebel offensive. But the UN is pushing for an immediate ceasefire to repair water and electricity networks and reach all those in need. 
Syrian state media say government and Russian warplanes continue to target rebel positions, and rebels, led by a former al-Qaeda affiliate, are vowing to take the entire city. Allison Muse, NPR News, Beirut. Delta passengers whose flights were canceled because of worldwide disruptions to the airline's computer systems are getting refunds and $200 travel vouchers for their troubles. However, the impact to customers is far from over 300 additional flights have been canceled today. This is NPR News. Fifteen gold medals will be awarded at the Rio Olympics today with women's gymnastics among the most closely watched sports. The U.S. team dominated China by a stunning 10 points in qualifiers. Today it hopes to take home gold. Madison Koshin says she and her teammates are ready to shine. Finally, all of our hard work has really shown the world. I mean, we're almost 10 points ahead, so we're really excited for team finals. Outside the venue, debate is brewing over whether Brazil's political crisis should be kept out of the Olympics. It's fueled by a court ruling that bans the removal of protesters from Olympic sites. The Chinese ambassador to the United Kingdom is warning the British government that delaying a nuclear power deal could damage ties with the world's second largest economy. From London, NPR's Frank Langfitt reports on the potential for cooling relations between China and a key U.S. ally. In a letter to the Financial Times, Chinese Ambassador Liu Xiaoming said relations between Britain and China were at a, quote, crucial historical juncture. I hope the U.K. will keep its door open to China, he wrote. The message was clear. Approve the Hinkley Point nuclear power plant, which would rely in part on Chinese money or risk losing Chinese investment in the U.K., Last year, the two countries declared a so-called golden era of cooperation. Critics saw the U.K. selling out issues such as human rights in exchange for Chinese investment. New U.K. Prime Minister Theresa May seems more skeptical about giving China potential influence over something as sensitive as her country's power supply. Frank Langford, NPR News. London. At last glance, the Dow was up 47 points at 18,576. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include visiting angels, professional caregivers assisting adults in bathing, dressing, meals, and lighthouse work nationwide. Visiting angels, America's choice in senior home care. Office locations are at visitingangels.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. It's great to be back after a couple of weeks of being gone. I had one of those much-needed vacations and the pleasure of traveling with a group to Ireland. And as one would imagine, when you're traveling long distances, there's a lot of talk time during the hours of flying and riding. So I was talking to one of my friends about the radio show and 
And he said, I have a potential topic for you. What about talking about how you handle walking into your house at the end of a work day and having to take over the children as soon as you walk in the door? Sometimes I just need some breathe time. And then I said, well, that's a good point of discussion. But what about the stay-at-home parent who's been at it all day with a tough child or just working very hard and... And that person needs a break as soon as someone walks in the door. Or what about two working parents who come in and both have to decide how to divide things up? So we decided that was probably a good topic to talk about. So with that, I'm asking you, our listeners, um, to call in with your thoughts about this. How do you divide the responsibilities or how did you? Um, Do you find that there are difficulties or resentments sometimes? Does that stay-at-home person need to take a bigger share of household? Do you feel that you do more than your share? And how do you communicate which way it should go? If you had a bad day at work and come home spent, do you communicate to your spouse that you had that terrible day? Or do you just come in grumpy. So what do you do about all that? I I really would like to hear from you. I want you to share your comments and thoughts by calling us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Jay. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Um, I know this is probably a topic that you've had to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. In the past. Yeah. In the past and in the present. So it it really is one of those issues that comes up in every household. And I, I thought um, I wanted to share just a little bit of information with you about how big of a topic this really is. According to... Uh, 2007 Pew Research Poll, sharing household chores was at the top three highest ranking issues associated with a successful marriage, third only to faithfulness and good sex. So then sharing chores is third to those uh, top two. So And also in that same poll, about 62% of adults said that sharing household chores is very important to a marital success. And um, to me, the interesting part was there were really no differences between, in opinion, between men and women and between older and younger adults or between married people and singles. So it seems to be at least perceived as a really important issue that needs to be addressed in, in any in any household. Um, This was another little interesting piece. Um, 26% of households have one parent employed full-time and one parent that stays at home full-time. Another 17%, typically moms, are employed part-time and dads full-time. So that factors out to... um, 46% of mom and dads are both full-time employed with a little non-employment in there to round it up to 100%. Um, So 
that's one of those issues that we need to think about. Things have improved a lot in the last 20 years. Um, in fact, from 1990 to, um, to now, things have changed a fair amount. And there was a comprehensive study of family time diaries um, looking um, at what was going on in families in 2003 by the University of Maryland, and they found that on average, um, fathers did 9.6 hours a week of household chores in 2003. And that was double from 1965, where there was only 4.4 hours weekly spent. But that was even a surprise to me. I I would think that men um, would actually spend more time than that weekly. Nine hours um, sounds like a low number to me. So I don't know, Jay, it, doesn't that seem like a lower number to you than what you you probably typically do? So how, how much it averages during a week? Um, 9.6 hours for a week. Um, that, I, I think it depends on all what you would consider household chores. Right, right. I, I think that actually includes care of children, too. Um, so, oh, well, see, that's that change. Yeah, that drastically changes that drastically your perspective changes. on that number. Yeah, yeah. But um, in 1965, only 2.5 hours were logged in weekly, which I thought was was interesting. So, with with that said, I guess I, I'm throwing out the question: if if two parents work full time, then how do you divide those chores up? And if you have um, a parent who mostly is at home during do, during the day, if they are really taking care of the home, if they are really taking care of the children, um, is it still their responsibility after mom or dad comes home from work? And I know there's some stay-at-home dads, too. So I, I want to make sure that we're not talking just about moms as stay-at-homes. There's some dads that stay at home. There are some same-sex couples who um, who one stays at home and one doesn't. So as we're talking through all this, I'd like to hear from our listeners about how they work this out, since it seems to be a big bone of contention often out there. Um, I found a, a quote that I thought was funny, and I don't know who to attribute this to, but it goes like this. I like hugs. I like kisses. But what I really like is help with the dishes. And I laughed when I read it, but I think that's kind of the sentiment of a lot of people that, yeah, um, being intimate is wonderful, but sometimes if you're completely fatigued because you feel like you're not supported um, and taken care of or that you don't have a joint partnership in in the household, then sometimes that intimacy goes away because of the frustration and the difficulty. I don't know. That's That's my thought. And as a person who has been a full-time working parent for a very long time, um, I can tell you that uh, there are times when I come home and I'm very fatigued. 
but I still know that I have chores to do at home. I'm lucky that I have a husband who shares chores with me. Now, we don't have any children at home right now, so that's pretty easy. The hard part is when you have other people in the home to take care of. And um, so, so listeners, let us know how you divided it up. Um, or if you didn't, and if you feel that perhaps it really is one person's um, main responsibility, I'd like to hear from you. I know that um, some people feel like that the division needs to be there. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, Or you can see, send an email to family at mpb online.org. I know an interesting thing is that, uh, you know, some people's uh, love languages, as they call them, mm-hmm. are uh, different. And not being aware of that, that's a really unique and neat system, uh, that love languages thing, the five love languages. And I know, you know, there are different people match up differently in different ways. Right. And I know if, if you are married to a person who, who and, and maybe I'm mistaking the way this one is labeled, but service uh-huh. is one of their love languages. If if you are not that person at all, I know a person who gives love in a way that is service, if they don't get that back to some degree, that's that's frustrating for them. That and is, I know because I've been in that situation before. Right. My, <laughs> my wife is, you know, her service is her love language and mine is not. And so she feels like if you really love her, you're going to step in and help, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that is as good as a hug. And I know that I bet there are plenty of women out there who who feel that way. And probably men, if if my husband um, says, hey, you're tired, stay there, I'm doing the dishes tonight, that feels really good, and I feel loved without him walking over and giving me a big hug and a kiss. I know that that was um, very positive. Now, Jay, I'm very impo- <laughs> impressed with your love language terminology. Oh, no, thanks. I'm, I'm very impressed because you are so right, and I have a feeling that you've probably worked on learning about this. Well, I, I, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at it. But, uh, you know, because the thing is, you know, I'm. Uh, I guess my love language is, and I can't remember the terminology again. But my, I'm ex- I'm expressive, mm-hmm. so I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, outwardly expressive in that kind of way. And uh, if I feel like you need to be, you know, picked up in some sort of way, uh, I'll tell you that I love you or give you a hug. You know, and that's that's probably the very caveman like male instinct it's like oh you're not feeling loved i love you you should feel more love now uh but uh no that's so important though and you know how many times we've talked about it on on this show that uh that touch uh that touch intimacy is so important so take someone's hands or give them a hug when you think they may need it or when you feel like perhaps things aren't as connected as they should be or could be, that step can make a big difference. So, no, don't think that's bad. That's just no, but a you different can't, way. You can't, you can't walk 100% in either realm. you got to come no. and get both. Absolutely. you got to balance it out. Yeah. And there are a lot of times where, you know, I'll – dishes 
and doing the clothes and stuff like that, a lot of times that's almost like out of sight, out of mind to me. I'll get home and I won't even think about it. Mm. Uh, not because I'm trying to avoid it, uh, but just because I, I, for, for whatever reason, I can't train my brain to put you know, the proper um, relevance right. with that. Well, we'll talk about how that <laughs> can be done in a few minutes. Let's go to our first caller before we go to the first break. We have Chris in Meridian. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thank you. I'm so, a big fan of NPR. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, so you have some comments about chores um, with a two-year-old. Yes. Uh, we we have a two-year-old, and uh, she is full of energy all the time Mm -hmm. and uh, me and my wife both work and what we've pretty much figured out is when we get home I will watch the baby and I'll stay on her and make sure she's changed and especially after dinner you know give her a bath and and read her a story and my wife takes care of making sure the dishes are done because I hate dishes I (laughs) hate doing dishes right uh, and so she takes care of more of the household chores and I watch the baby and that's how we decided to divide it up that's working pretty well for us. That's a great division of power in um, our, our, our chores as far as who's good at what. You know, that's interesting, Chris, yeah. that you call in about this because as I was talking to one of my practice partners about mm-hmm. this topic, she said that what she and her husband had ended up doing was figuring out who was really better at what. And mm-hmm. and then and that's the way they divided the chores. For example, if her son was having one of those behavioral meltdowns, she was way better at handling it than he was. Yeah. So he would step away, she would step in. And yeah, see, that's that's like with us, you know. She, uh, our daughter, if if Mama's watching her, you know, she can't handle. She don't like seeing her little baby cry, you uh-huh. know. And so she'll cave in almost immediately. To whatever she wants, and uh, she comes from a good place with it, but of I'm course. a little bit more of, you know, all right, baby, and I'll pick her up and pat her on the back and, and try to distract her from whatever she's upset about. But but not cave in and let her have it. Good no, for you, Chris. That's the right thing. Uh-oh, you just cut out on us. But, Chris, thank you so much for your call. Your your idea of dividing the chores is a great way to do it. And and perhaps, um, you know, you can change places. If y'all both love that time with the two-year-old and both hate doing the dishes, then you could maybe have a, a trade-off time. But, but great first suggestion. I want to hear from more of you about whose job is it anyway. How do you divide? the household chores how do you make sure you don't have resentment um, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or send us an email to family at mpbonline.org this is relatively speaking i'm dr susan buttress and we'll be right back Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Office of Homeland Security. Public safety is everyone's responsibility. If you see suspicious activity, you can report it to local law enforcement or a person of authority by calling 
for safe MS. If you see something, say something. Put your hand on that radio. The Decker Mountain Radio Hour is on the road to Tupelo, Mississippi, Saturday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at the Link Concert Center. We'll have author Richard Grant, bluesman Sam Mosley, and rock and roll from the Kit Thorne Band. This show is free and open to the public. The Thacker Mountain Radio Hour in Tupelo at the Link Center, Saturday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. More information at ThackerMountain.com. Here comes MD. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking today about the division of power and chores at home. Whose job is it to care for the children and cook and do the dishes when both parents work once the day's over? What about that stay-at-home parent? Do do they have to take care of everything? Um, Or do they get a break when the other parent comes in? Um, Has the question of whose job is it come into your household? I want to hear from you. We've had our first caller, Chris, who talked about the fact that they kind of divide up what they think they're better at. Um, he takes care of the two-year-old while his wife does more of the kitchen work when they first get home. So want to hear your thoughts. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. Um, I want to tell you a little bit more about working couple, couples and the division of labor at home. A study that was done um, out of UCLA uh, Sloan Center on Everyday Lives and Families, the researchers looked at 32 dual worker middle class families um, between 2001 and 2004. And the results were were pretty interesting um it seemed like uh that there were some major challenges in that division of what parents did and what they did not do was probably one of the biggest problems that occurred as far as um family strife um so on average men work longer hours that wasn't a big surprise um even in families where women worked um equivalent or longer hours and earned higher salaries, the women still took on more household responsibilities. Interesting, right? Um, we learned that men spent about 18% of their time doing, doing household work and took on about 33% of household tasks where women spent 22% of their time doing household work but carried out 67% of household tasks. Now, I'm not sure how that works, but it just seemed like even when a woman was working full-time, she tended to take on more of those household chores. But like I said, I believe this is changing. I'd like to hear from from 
others about how you think it's changed or how you perhaps have um, changed that. Uh, In this same uh, study, it seemed like men did more work on household maintenance and um, the household chores like um, organizing, managing storage issues, taking care of cars, that kind of thing. And um, women did more on um, caring for the kids, taking care of the clothes, um, and taking care of the meals, although um, a fair amount of men did meal preparation. I just thought that was interesting um, and uh, just wondered how. Now, this was a study out of Los Angeles, and I just wonder how our listeners um, feel the same or different from that group out there. So um, let's go next to our next caller. We have James in Columbus who wants to talk to us about chore division. Hi, James. Thanks for calling. Hi, how's it going? Great. So uh, let me paint the scene for you briefly. I am a uh, PhD student at Mississippi State, so uh, I do work, but I do a lot of work from home. Right. My wife is a full-time uh, construction manager for cell phone towers. Wow. And we have four children in the household, all girls. Wow. You're um, busy. Indeed we are. Um, and, you know, I don't know that I can comment very well on being a uh, stay-at-home parent, but um, I think the general division of our household is kind of developed in that fashion. Um, But most of the time, what we do is we look at the chores, the wife and I, we look at the chores and we say, here's what needs to be done. For example, nobody in the household likes to load the dishwasher because (laughs) they don't want to get their hands dirty. But I spend a lot of time as a dishwasher in my teenage years, so... I don't have a problem getting my hands, you know, dirty, getting it, getting it loaded, getting it done. Right. Everybody, I don't care who does it, take a turn on that day, unload the dishwasher, and I can keep it loaded. Uh, same idea for laundry. I don't mind running laundry on Saturday or Sunday, but I do make sure that the older kids uh, take their turn to, to do a laundry rotation uh, each day so that on Saturday it's not a heavy load, but, you know, on the weekend we spend a couple hours cleaning up the whole house. So it's kind of a whole construct there. Right. Um, but largely it's just, uh, you know, looking at what everybody likes to do, everybody's willing to do, and then, you know, fitting everybody into the into the parks. That sounds great, and it sounds like a good good division. And, James, one thing I haven't heard you say is that you help her. It's that y'all decided who was going to do what job. And we haven't heard from any women yet. I'd be interested. I know that sometimes I have heard um, some of my friends who will mention that it's not like it's doing me a favor. It's that it's something that's done for the household, not so much for me, but it's for both of us. So why is it like perhaps my husband or our boyfriend is saying that, oh, look what I did for you. Um, so I'll... Thank you. Our first two callers, James and Chris, both men, uh, both talked about the fact that they um, helped with 
the division, but that it was not doing someone a favor. Do you view it, uh, James? Am I reading something into your words that I shouldn't? No, actually, uh, you know, we went to premarital counseling before you know we got married, and one of the things our counselor pointed out was doing things that were giving a gift to the marriage, where you don't say. Well, I clean, you know, I put, you know, put the toilet seat down for you. I took the trash out for you or whatever the case, but just to do things and say, I'm giving a gift to the marriage. And another thing that we decided was that the marriage was not, you know, there's kind of a traditional uh, perception in a lot of communities of, you know, male, man's the head of the household and the wife does. And, uh, you know, we did describe that. We said, we are a team. This is it's going to work. We're going to have to put in our parts, and you know, for you know, we do that almost naturally now. Some nights when I'm putting the kids to bed, you know, the wife will come in and take over, and I'll head out after I've given everybody say good night. She'll spend a few minutes singing songs to the to the younger ones and so forth. So we just kind of have a symbiotic, you know, takeover, kind of know what the other person's going to do, and and how we have that balance give and take. So. Perfect. That sounds like a, a recipe for a successful marriage. Um, James, thanks for your your thoughts and, and um, sharing with us what you've done. You know, one of the um, uh, dictums that I've heard often about how to have a successful marriage is that you both go in planning on giving 100%, not giving 50% each. Because if you do, just like you were saying, sometimes you'll end up trying to do tit for tat and well, I already did that, so I'm not going to do that. And so you can't do that. You just have to pick up and do what you need. So thanks for your call. Um, let's go next to Christina in Mobile. Christina, good morning. Thanks for good calling morning. in. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You have some thoughts about how things have changed in marriage as far yeah, as tourism. Um, my husband and I are going on five years this Saturday is our fifth anniversary, actually. And Congrats. Thank you. For the first two years or so of our marriage, I was the breadwinner. Uh, I worked outside of the home full time and I was going to school part time. So I was pretty busy, and he had a little bit easier of a schedule to deal with. So he took on almost all of the the housework because I just didn't have the time to do it. And I always really appreciated that he didn't seem to begrudge that or to feel like it made him less masculine or anything. He he was just very happy to, to contribute to what our household needed. And now things have swapped. Um, We've moved down to Mobile, and he is the breadwinner, and I'm working part-time at the university here, so I've got a lot more free time than he does. Right. now I take on the bulk of the housework, but he's still, you know, on weekends when he comes home uh, and has a lot of free time, he's he's like, okay, let's tackle this project, or we really need to to do this household task. So um, he's still really active in, in participating in that, but I take on the bulk of it just because I have more time, and I really appreciated the give and take that we have based on what our availability is. And that's so, you just said it, give and take. That's so important. And as far as marriage goes in general, or having any kind of successful relationship. So, yeah, it sounds like y'all have been through um, some some pretty interesting transitions. Where did you feel like when you were working full time and he was not that he really did do the bulk of chores? Um, and did you? Oh, f- yeah, I mean, he 
I could tell when I came home after a really long day and he had a meal prepared and the house was relatively clean. And, you know, of course, our standards of cleanliness might have been just a little bit different, but I was just grateful <laughs> that he that he got up and did what needed to be done so that I didn't have to do it or, for, or be stressed about it when I got home. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't ever feel like I had to ask him to do anything. Uh, he, he took the initiative there. And I try to do the same thing now because there are certain chores that I don't like of course, and there are things that I don't particularly enjoy doing, but I try to make it so that it's something that he doesn't have to worry about. I don't do it for me. You know, I do it for us. Right. Perfect, Christina. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I think sometimes not so much it's not what you like or don't like doing, but some people are maybe a little bit better at things as far as household chores. I know uh, my husband and I both like um, outdoor uh, garden work. So we both uh, like being outside, but I'm not nearly as good at the hedge trimming as he is. So I kind of don't do that um, simply because I never do it quite right. So sometimes that division is skill set. And, and I think that's good. I think um, I'm, I'm probably a better cook. And so I do more of the cooking, but he'll jump in. So Christina, it sounds like, again, y'all are doing a great job in um, sharing and having a real um, marriage that you're both giving as much as you can to. So thanks for your call. Thanks for sharing. Um, Let's see, Jay, should we go to our next call or do we need? Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to Tony in Ocean Springs. Tony, uh, tell us you've got um, some comments about chores in your life. Yes, I, I just wanted to share uh, some comments with you. What, what worked well with my wife and I. Basically, when we when our kids were young, particularly infants, uh, my wife stayed home with the kids. And but my when I arrived home from work, the first thing I do would take the kids off her hand and give her a couple hours break where she would go out and do a few things that she wanted to do just to break the routine. Then as our kids grew and got older. Uh, we adopted this philosophy that the first one was home would start dinner. And, and that really worked well. The only drawback to that is it started out, I'm, I would always get home first for some reason. <laughs> but it, it really worked well. And, uh, and as I said, our kids are all gone and grown now. But that uh, relationship really lasted quite well through growing our kids up and so I, I just want to kind of share that with you. That sounds wonderful. The just whoever steps in the door first um, starts with the chores. But the other thing that you said at 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 your first at the beginning of what you were saying is that when you came in the door, you took the children to give your your wife a break. I, I think so many times um, we forget that stay at home moms are on, they have to be on all the time. And we sometimes forget that um, they really do need a break. So what a, a wonderful thing you did by coming in and understanding that and pulling the kids out so she could have some quiet time. I know 
Anybody who's been a parent of a young child or even kept young children for hours on end, sometimes your your ears just start ringing because <laughs> there's not any silent time. So, um, Tony, that is something that I hope a lot of people are listening to, whether you're the stay-at-home mother or the stay-at-home father that you um, you remember that that um, that person is going to need a break. They're working too, just as we are um, in our jobs. And sometimes I, I'll tell you, I stayed at home for six months, and one thing that I found was um, being a stay-at-home mom was was a tough job not because i didn't love being with my child but because you're you have to be on all the time so tony thanks for your call thanks for sharing thanks for listening all right i think what we'll do is we'll go to our next break we are talking about sharing chores whose job is it anyway when you're both working or when one's not working um We have Emily in Philadelphia. Emily, wait. We'll get right back to you as soon as this break is over. Give us a call if you have some thoughts. We have plenty of time for more callers at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. MPB Think Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You've got mail. To PSA at mpbonline.org. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Doc, This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and this morning we are exploring the division of power and chores at home. We've had some great callers on how they have figured out how to share the chores, how they um, do not seem to feel, the majority of our callers have, have not seemed to think that it's anybody's particular job to do one thing in particular, which I find, found very interesting. And I think it's just a statement of how much things have changed over the years. Everybody's so good at this. It's like Facebook. I Everybody's know. life is great all the time. 
I know people are struggling with this. Somebody needs to call and talk about their struggles. Come on, Facebook. Let's go. I, Jay, I think you're right. I do. I think we've had some great callers, and I love hearing the good stuff. Um, I think we might have some people who feel like things aren't going this well who are listening but haven't called in yet. So... Feel free to give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Um, Emily, we have Emily in Philadelphia. You have a system with your husband, Emily. Tell us about yeah. it. Well, we have struggled before. But what we <laughs> there we go. For us, yes. <laughs> Uh, when my daughter was about six months old, my husband um, would come home from work and. He is very helpful, but he was he wanted to find a time where he could exercise, and I wanted to cook dinner. And with a little six-month-old around, it's kind of hard to figure that out. So what we did was we joined our local gym that offers child care. And when he gets off from work, I would meet him at the gym with our daughter, and I would drop her off there with him. He would take her to the nursery, and she would have... 45 minutes to play with some other kids, and she's made some sweet little friends there. And I would go ahead and head home, and I would have 45 minutes to work on dinner with no one else around. And it was quiet, and he got his exercise in, she got a little playtime, and they came home to dinner on the table. And it really, it um, it took some figuring out, but it worked for us, and it just kind of eased a lot of tension that we had. So once they got home, we ate dinner, and then we just tag-teamed with the goal of getting her to bed before we went to bed so that we had a little break together. So I feel like if everyone comes home and knows that there's a break in the in sight, we're going to get there, um, then it just makes it a lot easier and a lot less stressful to, um, to manage all the work. That sounds that great. Time. So you said you had some struggles at first. Did you argue about it at first, and how did you we- work it out? We did. We argued about it a lot. And I will tell you that I have a wonderful therapist who I started seeing after my daughter was born and kind of learning how to communicate mm-hmm. what I needed without getting angry about it. Right. So um, so that's kind of what, what we went through and we grew up a lot and learned a lot in those first six months. Yeah. Um, so, but it was just kind of learning how to tell each other and then figuring out together how we were going to make it what we both wanted to meet those needs. Right. Learning how to tell each other what you need. I think women are um, bad about seething and just hoping that they'll, their spouse, significant other, will just get what they need and yeah. see it. And Jay just mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, those some of those chores that we think women many times think are very important just don't even come to mind so you have to point them out and um some you just have to learn how to communicate but yes thank you emily you um sounds like y'all worked out a great system and and thanks for admitting that there were some struggles and honestly sometimes therapists can be the very best thing that ever happened to you they help you work three things absolutely yes ma'am thank you so much for taking my call thank you Well, let's go next to, we have Josh in New Albany, um, from New Albany, I guess, on the road. You're a newlywed. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Good morning. Doing all right? Doing great. Thanks for calling, and congratulations on being a newlywed. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have some thoughts or questions about chores? Um, Yes, ma'am. Just kind of wondering. um, Like I said, before we had got married, 
far as the chores and, and cooking, cleaning, kitchen, bathroom, et cetera, it was pretty, you know, we shared it. You know, something, you see something dishes in the sink, you know, you go ahead and take care of it, knock it out, everything was shared. Then next thing you know, we got married, and it's kind of now like, you know, if a dish is left in there, if it's not hers, she's not going to wash it. If it's not mine, I'm not going to wash it. Then it kind of comes, starts becoming kind of like a, a rivalry kind of thing, you know. I was just kind of wondering what your thoughts were on something like that or where that could be coming from. I wish you could actually hear the, hear the show this morning. Well, you know what? She can listen to it on podcast because it will be there on our mpbonline.org Um Yes, we actually we we are uh, in iTunes now. Uh-huh. So search uh, search uh, relatively speaking, uh, or search uh, MPB Think Radio, and you can find it there. You, subs- you can subscribe to it and all of our local shows on iTunes. Uh, our website mpbonline.org, dot org has uh, all of our on demand audio. This will be up in just a couple of hours later on today, and um, you can always listen uh, to our live stream there as well, and on our MPB Public Media app which is a free app in the iTunes and Google Play stores. I think I got all of the, the talking points in there. <laughs> wow, okay. Thanks. But, Josh, I do have a comment on that, and um, hopefully you were listening a little bit earlier. One thing, y'all, you and, and your wife have gotten into one of those syndromes that I think often people do in relationships, and it's going in with the idea of 50%. We're going to divide this. You do half. I do half. You need to get away from that. You need to to try hard to get away from that. And I would highly recommend that when she puts a dish in the sink that um, it's not yours, or if she makes a mess, you clean it up. And don't even think that she's going to give you credit for it. But start doing those little special things where you do... um, Something extra for her. It may be picking up her shoes and putting them in the closet or doing that dish or um, making her lunch for work or whatever. But I would highly recommend that y'all try to get away from that. Um, We're going to each do half because it's sort of a, a treacherous slope to be on because then you're always comparing and you don't want to compare. You want to contribute. Yes, ma'am. Definitely, definitely. I can definitely understand that one. Okay. Well, thanks so much for calling, and good luck. I know you guys can can make this a success. I don't know if you heard earlier, but the way you should go into marriage is giving it 100%. Okay? So do that. All right. And I love your show. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Well, let's go next to Adam in Picayune. Adam, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning. How are y'all? Doing well. Y'all are having a few problems with chores at home. Like Jay said, we know there are people out there. Yeah. Well, me and my wife, we've been married for 17 years. We don't have any children. Uh, my wife really can't have any children. Uh-huh. But uh, we have cats. You know, those are like a bunch of little five-year-olds anyway. <laughs> that, yes, they are. Stubborn five-year-olds. Uh, yes, they are. Very. Uh, my mother-in-law lives with us, and... Uh, She's got CML. My wife's got cystic fibrosis, and I work all the time. And whenever it's pretty, I do pretty laborious work. And whenever I get home, I just don't want to do anything, and nothing ever gets done because no one feels good. Mm. That's tough. Um, I oh my goodness, that's really tough. And if you feel like um, that 
they really are both not feeling well. Have you looked into possibly getting some help? I know that help can be expensive, but sometimes to have someone come in um, for uh, one day a week to try to keep things in line, sometimes that's helpful. Um, is do you do you believe truly that um, that they are unable to do the chores at home? I know my wife pretty much is. She's mm-hmm. on some. Uh, she's actually uh, reached her life expectancy and mm-hmm. passed yeah. it a couple of times. Yeah. But my mother-in-law, I'm not really for sure. She doesn't really exercise. She doesn't do anything. My wife, my wife is. She does a lot. She's a trooper. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law, she just doesn't do nothing. She just sits on the couch on the computer and watches TV all day long. That's... And it's just, it's just irritating because it's like, she's my mother-in-law. I love her to death. But she just needs to do stuff. And that's the way I feel about it. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I just feel like, I feel bad because I want her to do stuff to help us out, but I can't do anything because I'm just so tired when I get home. I just want to lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. Well, what about this, Adam? Have you have you sat down and spoken with her, not when you're tired, not when you're frustrated, but um, maybe on a weekend, if you have one, to just sit down and say, hey, I'm feeling really exhausted and, and I could use some help. Would you uh, please try to do and then list a few things that you think she could do that you're certain she could do during the day that would be helpful to you? For example, um, maybe start dinner um, or throw the bedclothes in the washer and put them in the dryer. Or, I mean, I would I would be very specific. I think it's hard for us to ask sometimes, but if she's living with you and you're the breadwinner and you're supplying the abode and all, I don't think your expectations are too great. Now, with your wife, certainly um, we, we all know cystic, fibrosis is is a very tough illness and and can make you um, feel very bad um, yeah. and give you very little energy and not so much oxygen so with that um, it it does sound like your wife um, has a reason but it does sound like you have um, another person in the household who may be able yeah. to contribute yes so Think about trying to sit down and communicate about it rather than being angry and seething. I know that's hard, um, but it's something you need to try to do. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Adam, good luck. Hope that helped a little bit. Um, So we still have time for another caller. We've been talking about whose job is it um, to do the chores at home? How do you divide chores? Um, What's the division of power? And as you've heard, there are several people who have worked things out very well. Um, It is likely that all of us have struggled at times trying to figure out how do you do the division of chores and and how do you keep from having resentment? 
how do you communicate what you need and what you want? Um, give us a call if you have a comment at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Um. I want to share with you uh, some some tips uh, written by Jennifer Hull and see what you think. Uh, she has good advice overall. She's sharing uh, parenting tips and dividing domestic duties is the entitlement of this particular article that she wrote. And um, some of them are be sure that it's what you want. So if you think you want someone to take over something and you communicate that, make sure that's what you really want and you're not going to stand in the way of them taking things over. For example, uh, we had one caller early in the show who suggested that what he had worked out is that he would take over the child when he walked in and his wife would do the dishes. Well, if she's resenting that he has a child and she's having to do the cooking, then that's not what you want. So you want to make sure. Um, The other thing is to take a stand. Don't expect your husband to demand equal time at the diaper changing table or the wife if it's the husband who's a primary caretaker because that's one of those chores that a lot of people don't like to do and so it's okay to say I need you to change the diaper some of the time don't use your work as an excuse um, but If you are doing all the chores at home and all the chores at work, then something's wrong with that picture. You can't handle everything. So um, like our last caller, if you feel that things are so out of balance, then you need to make sure to get them back into balance. And to be very specific, we were talking about communication. You want to make sure that you communicate your needs and what you need. Um, And then the other thing is to be flexible. I think her suggestion on flexibility is very important. So if you both dislike uh, doing a chore, be flexible. Or if it's always been perhaps your husband or your wife's chore to do something, but all of a sudden it's not being done, um, but other things are being done, then be flexible. Allow yourself to step in and throw those clothes in the laundry room and or in the in the washing machine rather than sitting and letting them pile and letting resentment pile up. So um, those are just some of her suggestions. Um, She also suggested and I like this brag about it. It's okay if you and your spouse have worked out a great system brag about it. Talk to other people about it. You may help them. So thanks to all of our callers. Um, I think, as I've always said, you make the show. Um, this is, bit, this is uh, something that I think that we do very well here in this show is we tend to hash out issues. Everything's not always black and white. So, again, thank you. Relatively Speaking is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi 
Medical Center and generous support of the Foundation of Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show is engineered by Jay White, our call screener Liz Gill. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio. The new MPB Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today.